Welcome back to another episode of In Swine Versation. Finding her path back to the swine industry each time with Dr. Miriam Martin. Miriam, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me on, Jim. So you're the Director of Animal Health and Welfare for the North American Meat Institute. Um, starting in the early days, you grew up in swine production. Can you elaborate on your story a little bit at a young age, how you were involved in the industry and what inspired you from youth? Yeah, absolutely. I always say that I was lucky to grow up a farm kid. So got to grow up on a small fair to finish operation in northern Missouri um, back in the 90s when there were still more of the smaller independent producers. Um, so got to grow up clipping needle teeth and docking tails and pulling pigs as a little kid, um, which was a, a great experience for me. Um, and then also grew up showing pigs, um, which is a little bit different from the production side of the industry, but I think was also a good experience for me um, and just learning a lot about swine behavior and how intelligent pigs are um, and some ways that we can train them um, and acclimate them. Um, so had a great experience growing up um, around pigs and, and wouldn't trade that for anything. Do you have a role model from growing up? Yeah, so I was trying hard uh, to, to think about that. Um, honestly, I, I didn't feel like I had a, a lot of career inspiration or direction um, until I started doing some internships um, and, and was a swine marketing intern for Merck Animal Health one summer. Um, and I think that's probably when I kind of had my first swine role model um, was Dr. Angela Basinger. Um, and she was a swine veterinarian um, who had spent a lot of her career in the swine industry. Um, and I learned a lot from her um, and learned that animal welfare was a field that I could go into and kind of realized that passion, um, which, which, which was important for me and kind of an integral part uh, of understanding where my career path was going to head in the future. Um, and then I think my other role model would certainly be Dr. Grandin um, and getting to do my master's with her. Um, just learned so much from her and she's had such an impact on the industry. Um, always standing up for what's right, um, regardless of the situation um, and is super passionate about animal welfare. So I think those are probably two of my role models um, uh, in particular that, that stand out. So you've kind of, kind of got an enhanced career path so you've got a lot of stops along the way. And uh, one of the entry points that we talked about is you always find your way back to the swine industry. So can you talk a little bit about your career and, and your role at the North American Meat Institute now? Yeah, absolutely. So prior to this uh, was spending a lot of time at feed yards um, and, and was not getting to be as involved in the swine industry um, and had an opportunity uh, to come work at the North American Meat Institute as their director of animal health and welfare and was super excited uh, to get to work with the pig folks again. Uh, really enjoy getting to be involved in the swine industry. So I work across proteins, um, red meat as well as poultry, um, which is neat because I think there's some synergies and some things that we can learn from different species um, and what's going on um, that we can incorporate um, in order to, to all move forward as an animal agriculture industry. Um, but I get to work in the animal health as well as the animal welfare space, which are kind of my, my two passions. 
Um, so it's neat that I get to, to work with people that, that are more involved in animal health as well as welfare. So in the animal health space, we do a lot of foreign animal disease preparedness. So a lot of preparing for African swine fever and foot and mouth disease. Um, so helping packers make sure that they're prepared, um, kind of what's currently an issue that we're trying to solve is how we're going to begin exporting again in the event of a foreign animal disease outbreak. And so we think that's something that is going to be pretty important that we have a plan for how we're going to regain exports uh, pretty expediently um, in order to safeguard the pork industry in the event that, that we would get ASF. And so that's something that we're working on currently at the Meat Institute. And then in the animal welfare space, uh, get to work with packers um, if they're having an issue with animal welfare and certainly try to prepare them well um, with, with our resources in order to, to prevent them from, from having any animal welfare issues. Um, so we have an animal care and handling conference um, that NAMI hosts that will be in May this year in Kansas City. Um, so we're going to talk about some new stunning methods um, that are pretty exciting for the pork industry at that conference. And I think that there's, there's some new technology, um, whether it be stunning or otherwise in the pork industry, that's going to allow us to improve animal welfare moving forward in the coming years, which is exciting. So really enjoy my role at the Mead Institute uh, and enjoy getting to be involved in the swine industry again. What's the most memorable part of the journey so far? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Uh, I, I think the most memorable part is um, what's what's most important to me is getting to help people at the end of the day. Um, and so I, I think what's what's most impactful and meaningful to me is just those one on one conversations when someone calls and needs help with an issue. And that's something that at the Meat Institute um, is really important to us that, that we're always available to help individuals. Um, and so that's one part uh, of my role that I think is super fulfilling and is important to me. Um, growing up as a farm kid, um, you, you learn to solve problems and learn the importance of that. And so I think that's probably the most meaningful part of my role at the Mead Institute um, is trying to help the individuals um, when they do encounter roadblocks. What are a few of your stops before the Mead Institute part of your career? Yeah, so spent a lot of time in school. Um, so got my bachelor's at the University of Missouri um, and that's kind of where I got involved in swine research. Um, simply because I had grown up around pigs and was comfortable handling them. Um, so can't really um, put, put a price on that, but would certainly encourage young people that if they do have a chance um, to, to spend time around animals, I think that's a great opportunity um, that will serve them well in, in their future careers. Um, and then got my master's at Colorado State with Dr. Grandin. Um, and got to help teach some swine behavior and welfare, um, which I, I really enjoyed, um, whether it be to college students or having 4-H kids out to our school farm um, to, to learn about swine behavior and welfare. That was something I really enjoyed. Um, and then got my PhD at K-State College of Veterinary Medicine doing pain research and got to work with Dr. Viscardi who does some swine pain research there at K-State. Um, I think that's a 
super meaningful field um, that we certainly could use some more research in moving forward as it's just really important in the welfare space that we have sound science uh, to back up what we're doing um, in terms of animal husbandry practices. Um, so I think that's a, a growing field um, that's important that we continue to fund research in and learn more about what analgesic options are out there and hopefully get some more approvals down the road uh, in, in order to better control pain in swine is certainly something that I hope we, we can achieve in the coming years. And so then after I graduated from K-State, went and worked for a company called Progressive Beef um, and was more involved in animal welfare in the beef industry and kind of moved away from being involved in the swine industry um, and missed that a little bit. Um, so when this opportunity came up um, to get to work um, across multiple proteins, felt like it was a really neat opportunity to get back involved in the swine industry, which was certainly something that I missed. Um, so really enjoyed my current role at the Meat Institute. Have been with NAMI for about a year now. Um, so I'm still getting my feet wet and, and meeting people, but has been a great experience so far. So going back to Temple Grandin, she's a legend in the industry. And then you had the privilege of getting your master's with her at Colorado State. Can you share a little more perspective on that? Yeah, it was a, a really neat experience to get to work with Temple. Um, I think one of the most valuable things about her being my advisor is that after I graduated, she certainly didn't see that as the end of our relationship. So in my current role at NAMI, I still work with Dr. Grandin a lot. Um, so she calls me about every other week um, and we discuss our animal handling guidelines that we're working on updating at the Meat Institute. She's very heavily involved in that. Um, and she does a lot to help me in my current role. So I think that is, is really neat that she's still very involved um, in making sure that her graduate students are successful in their careers uh, beyond just the few years that, that they spend with her at Colorado State, which is, is really neat that she takes being a mentor that seriously. Any other Temple Grandin stories, Miriam? Oh, I have lots of Temple stories. It's it's always fun to walk through the airport with her and just see the number of people that want to come up and talk to her um, and talk about how she's had an impact on, on their lives, whether it be in the animal agriculture space or in the autism space. Um, she has done so much for both of those communities to move them forward um, that it's just neat to get to spend time with her and see the impact that she's had on the number of people that she has had over the years. Um, and the fact that she certainly isn't slowing down either. She still has a lot of speaking engagements and is still doing a lot for the industry and trying to be a, a spokesperson for animal agriculture and animal welfare, um, which is neat that she still takes that role very seriously. So you touched on at Colorado State, you taught students about swine behavior and swine pain. Any Anything else we can take out of that experience? Yeah, I think it's something that I would certainly like to see more education um, in the welfare and pain space, um, whether it be in animal science programs um, or in veterinary schools. I think it's something that we already have a lot of curriculum that we're trying to get through. And so it's it's hard to add another thing to the list. Um, but I do think that it's something that is super important that we are preparing students um, to be knowledgeable about as they go out into the workforce. 
So Kansas State, also known as the Little Apple, is where you got your PhD. Uh, as we transition to that part of your education, um, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So was doing pain research there, um, looking at different painful husbandry procedures. So whether it be castration or dehorning or branding, and that's something that I think we're going to see being more important in the industry moving forward as using pain control for those husbandry procedures. Um, just because not only is it the right thing, but I think it's important as we tell our story of trying to show continuous improvement in animal agriculture um, as we have more tools available to us. Um, I think it's important that we use them. So what about ASF preparedness? So it's been a hot topic and I know you can help. So can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I think it's something that we, we've come a long ways in the last few years. And I, I think we still have a long ways to go. Um, we're never going to be fully prepared, but there is a lot that we can do to safeguard the industry. So trying to, to practice like we're going to play in the event that an outbreak would occur um, and making sure that we do not only have a plan that's realistic that we feel like we can execute on, but something that, that we have practiced. Um, so I think exercises are super important, making sure um, that, that we do have a plan and that we can execute it um, in the event of an outbreak. Um, ASF is complex and the swine industry in the U.S. is complex. We move animals all over the country. And so we certainly see a lot of challenges um, and that it could be very detrimental to the swine industry in the U.S. And so doing everything that we can to be prepared in order to safeguard our industry, I think, is something that's certainly going to pay off in the long run. You're doing some contingency planning with APHIS as well? Yeah, absolutely. We work a lot with APHIS at the Mead Institute, and I think industry working with APHIS is super important just so we're both on the same page and understanding what their expectations are going to be of us um, and also understanding um, what what we're going to need to do in the event of an outbreak if they're at a, one of our swine operations or at a packing plant, what they're going to be asking of us and making sure that we're prepared and ready um, is going to be super important that we're all on the same page. So going back to safeguarding animal health and welfare, um, so you view this as your utmost responsibility, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Not only as my role at the Meat Institute, but also just personally, I think, is something that I take super seriously and, and is a passion of mine and is why I got my degree in that. Um, I think that that probably started as growing up in animal agriculture and wanting to protect the industry is something that's super important to me, um, but also pushing us to improve. And I, I really think that that's how we safeguard ourselves and protect animal agriculture um, for future generations is by really working to be better every day um, in order to tell that story of continuous improvement, I think is how we accomplish that. So as we look into future generations, do we need to define a leadership strategy or outside the box approach to move the industry forward and why? Yeah, I think one thing um, that we can certainly do more of is cross-discipline training and making sure that we're not stuck in our own silo. Um, so whether that be 
um, a, a specific role that we have in the swine industry. Um, I, I think that's something that we have seen recently in preparing for ASF, um, that the more people we can bring together um, that have diverse perspectives and different areas of expertise is gonna be super important moving forward. So I think the more opportunities we have to get out and do some some cross training and have different experiences um, is super important. Um, so getting out and understanding what other countries are doing and what other species are doing, um, what's happening in, in different spaces that we can bring into the swine industry. So the technology space, for example, I think is all going to be super important moving forward in order for us to stay relevant and continually improve. Dr. Miriam Martin, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me.